Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. God bless you, City Reach Church. God bless you, City Reach Church. I'm happy to be in the house of the Lord. At this time, our kids from 11, I mean, from 3 to 11 can go back behind you and they'll, they'll make their way to the kids' area. And if you have children six months to two years old, they can um, they can go to the nursery, which is directly behind you. Praise God. So nice to feel the Holy How many know that the Holy Spirit is here today? How many can feel the Holy Spirit in this place? Right? His presence. There's nothing like His presence. Glory to Jesus. Um, we, as always, have a lot going on at the church. I just want to thank everybody who does so much. Um, this week, if you look here to the right, you'll see all these boxes that were packed. Um, that's Those boxes will be making their way across um, the world, actually. We're, we're not sure exactly all the countries that they'll go to, but we just want to thank. Can we just thank all the people who, who worked this week to do that? And I also give one more hand clap for our dream team. Those are all the folks who serve you. People who serve as you walk in, who should be greeted by a, by a person who is going to say, God bless you, welcome to our church. That's a part of our dream team. The people who are right now uh, receiving your children, that's part of our dream team. The folks who are up here worshiping, part of our dream team. And the list goes on, the people who make sure this church is clean. And then when you go to the restroom, there's paper there for you, right? And paper towel, those are part of, people who are part of our dream team, and they are important uh, to make everything function. So I'm just so thankful. Uh, yesterday, uh, well, actually two nights ago, there was a youth lock-in. We had over 42 young people here. Beautiful time, and, and, and to see what God is doing in our young people is amazing. Uh, I did want to... Um, just mention um, that today is Veterans Day. So can a little shout out for our veterans. And so quickly, I'm going to ask if you're a veteran, if you come over here, we just want to honor you veterans. I know we got, I know of about three, I'm Lord, we just pray, Lord, that uh, they would find you, Lord, first. 
Lord, as they serve, Lord. So we just pray the supernatural over all of them in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Before you guys sit down, just a little token of our appreciation to our veterans. So there will be a kingdom 
a kingdom of priests. Y'all with me? Yes. Amen. Go to the next slide. A kingdom of priests. Listen to this. A king, what does a king do? A king, he rules. How many want to rule? Y'all better all raise your hand because I know when you're home, y'all want to rule. You're at your job, you want to rule. When you're at, we all want to rule. It's in us. It's in us to rule. It's in us. So a king rules. A priest it does a lot of things, but one of the major things that the priest does, he offers sacrifice. Offers sacrifice. So a king rules. A priest offers sacrifice. You need to keep holding on to that today. So what, what, is, what is John doing that in that first verse? Let's go back to the scripture, verse 6 in Revelation. Stay with me. Verse 6 in the scripture. He says, Have made us kings and priests. Kings and priests. And so he combines those two titles or functions, if you, if you may, and he made them available to you and me. Because Jesus died on the cross, those two functions are available to you and to me, and, and it's in you, and you want it. Your spirit is longing to walk as a priest and, or as, and as a king. It's in us, and that's why sometimes we live life so, so frustrated. So frustrated and so stuck because we're really created to rule, right? And we're created also to offer sacrifice. And because of the world we live in, because we're surrounded by so much junk and sin, many times we don't even know how to function in these areas. So that's why I really want you to pay attention because Jesus died so that you could rule and he died so you would offer sacrifice. Are, we, are you with me? Amen. Amen. All right. When you give Jesus your heart, you say, Lord, I, I surrender to you. I need you in my heart. Forgive my sins. And we, we, we make that confession to God, to Jesus. And we say, the Bible says we're born in the spirit. When we become this little baby, the Bible says, a, a newborn baby in the spirit. And the baby, you know, it will begin to grow. And there was a little baby talking, Xavier was talking earlier. But, but the baby begins to grow pretty soon. Xavier, right now you'll let him kind of babble because he's just learning how to talk, but pretty soon you will be like, be quiet, boy, right? Because he's growing, right? Many times in our spiritual lives, we don't grow. We just stay like babies and we continue to babble, right? And we have no one to kind of correct us or kind of guide us on our way. And we stay babies in the spirit. And I believe that that grieves the Holy Spirit because Jesus didn't die on a cross so that we would stay little spiritual babies. He died on the cross so that we would but rule as kings and offer sacrifice as priests. Uh, somebody's getting this. I can feel it. All right. So we weren't called to just stay a baby. We need to grow up because if not, what? We get eaten up by the enemy, right? Enemy comes and if you're still drinking milk and, and, and you can't fend for yourself and you can't wipe your own behind, right? Then the enemy comes and he gobbles you up. So as we're walking in this journey called Christianity. We got to get to a place where we understand you were called to rule as king and you were called to offer sacrifice as the priest. And that's what John is saying. John is saying you need to walk in this purpose. You need to walk in this calling. Uh, you need to walk as the king that he created you to be. You need to walk as the priest that he created you to be. Uh, see, because a king rules and a priest offers Sacrifice. Preach. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I will operate 
as a king. Tell your other neighbor, I will operate as a priest. Amen. It's only when we function as priests that we can then begin to rule as kings. So the priest comes first. Everybody wants to rule. Everybody wants to rule. I cannot lie. I want to rule. I want to rule, and sometimes I go at it the wrong way. Many times I go at it the wrong way. But, but the way we're supposed to do it, once we come to Jesus, we need to first function as the priest that he calls us to be. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and 6. I kind of want to just get to a place where you understand that you were called to be a priest. It says, as you come to him, the living stone, which is Jesus, he was rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to God. You also are like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. You were called to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So, there it is. You're called to be a holy priesthood, and you're called to what? Uh, uh, offer spiritual sacrifices unto the Lord. And so we have to get to a place where we understand what is this sacrifice? What is this spiritual offering that I'm supposed to, as the priest of my home, man, man or woman, you know, as the priest of my home, how, what is that sacrifice looks like? First of all, let's not forget, Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. When he died on the cross, he paid the ultimate sacrifice so we can have salvation, right? He was tortured, beaten, uh, murdered on a cross, on a tree. Uh, and on the third day, he resurrected. He, he took back his own life. And so that sacrifice is done. You do not have to do anything, anything to receive the salvation and the forgiveness of your sins. That is so we're spared from hell, right? That's when we become that little baby. But now it's time to take our role as king and our role as priest. And it says here that it says offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to him. And so we, we got to figure out what is this 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 spiritual sacrifice, and we're going to jump right into it. I was going to go somewhere else. We're going to go right here. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Jesus gives us the example. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered, it's an offering, of prayers and petitions. Your offering, church, is your prayer. As priests of your home, of your house, of yourself, right? Because we, we, we gotta, we gotta be, be a priest of ourselves first, right? We have to pray. We have to pray. We have to offer up prayers in order to then, as we do that, He teaches us how to rule, and then take the role of King that He's called you. Are y'all with me? <laughs> Remember, we cannot rule as kings until we offer sacrifice as priests. When we learn how to pray, we begin to rule. As God called us to rule. Say, say this to the person next to you. I was created to rule. Oh, but like you're meaning. Amen. Especially if you're talking to your spouse. No, no. Honey, you were created to rule. But first we got to learn how to pray. First we got to learn how to pray and then we can rule. And, and one of the things that has to change, this is probably one of the hardest things. For me, and I'm sure for many of you, our image of who God is has to change. 
the way we approach God, and if you're in the, in the freedom class, you'll know. If you took in the freedom class, you'll know. The way we approach God and our mentality, our, our perception of who God is has to change. How many walked in here today and felt like a good presence? It was good, right? People all the time say, I come into church, I feel good. I feel chills. I feel this good vibe, people say, whatever that is. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit that you feel. And God allows us to feel that because he cares about us, right? He cares about you. He loves you. So when you come in here, you feel him. You're like, wow. He's not against you. And our perception many times is that he's against us. You might have been in church, raised in church. And I was raised in a marvelous church. But sometimes the mentality I had of God was that he was a warden out to get me, right? He was the warden. Uh, you could say he was the evil boss or he was the principal. And that when you're going to him, you know, the, 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 the floor is creaking, right? Because he's waiting to whack you over the head, right? And that's our perception many times. And that is one of the biggest stumbling blocks why we can't, serve, we can't um, function as the priest of the home that he's called us to be. How many know what I'm talking about? How many still deal with that, if you're honest? I still deal with that. I still deal with the fact that many times I come to God like with all this shame and guilt, and I'm still like, and, and, and that's not the God that we, that's not why Jesus, Jesus died so that we can approach the throne with confidence in who he is and who God is. There was, there was a time you couldn't do that, but because Jesus died on the cross, I will tell you, because Jesus died on the cross, we can go to God. We can go to God knowing that he is not against us. He is not against you. He's not out to get you. He wants to see you succeed. He's not a tyrant. He's not a dictator. He is a loving father. And until we get that in our minds, and we start spending time with him, and that becomes a reality, right? All of a sudden, we understand that when we take a step towards God, he takes 15 towards us. Prodigal son. The Bible says that when the father saw the son coming from afar, he ran towards him. And if we can understand that, then when we even come with our filth and our mess and our sin, and we start walking towards him, he rushes to us. He rushes to us, church. Our mentality has to change in order for us to begin to serve as a priest that he's called us to be. Our view of God has to get straightened out because it's a mess. I, I believe it's one of the major things that holds us back from living out the greatness that God has called us to live is because our view of God is twisted. It's been, and, and the enemy wants that more than ever. He wants that more than anything. He wants you to not have the view of God, of who God really is in your life. Right? Enemy wants you to be miserable. Enemy doesn't want you to function in the, in, the, in the calling that God has for you. I'll tell you this, you can never bother God too much. You can never bother. In fact, we need to bother him some more, right? We need to say, Father God, I don't know what you're up to, man. I want to just tell you thank you. Father God, I don't know what's going on up in heaven, but I want to say you're amazing. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to bother you, but I'm going to bother you today. Uh, you, you see my situation, but I'm going to give you my praise. I'm going to put my faith in action. I'm going to believe, and I'm going to believe that you are who you said you were. You will never bother him too much. Glory to Jesus. That's right. 
I mean, how many want to really be the, the priest and the king that he, and queen that he's called you to be? We, 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 we got to fight for it. We, we have to go after it. As kings, remember, we've been called to rule. As priests, to offer up our sacrifice or our prayer unto God. We will never be qualified to rule until we have first learned to pray. We rule by praying. The, I think we're at the next um, slide, if I'm not mistaken. We rule, okay. Cool, you can leave that up. The extent of your rulership, I'm going to say that again, the extent of your rulership depends on the extent of your prayer life. So we can, we can see, God can see how much you're ruling according to what your prayer life looks like. As your prayer life goes, so does your impact in his kingdom. This is why it's so difficult to pray. The enemy wants you to, to wants to have nothing more than you not to pray. Enemy does not want you to pray because it is one of the most powerful things in the world. Prayer, I'm going to tell you, is more powerful than a nuclear bomb. In the spirit, a nuclear bomb has no effect. But your prayer has all the effect in the spiritual realm. And church, I'm going to say this because I've lived it. If we understood that, see, we don't understand that. We don't understand it because we don't pray. We don't pray. And if we're praying, we're not praying enough. We're not praying enough. And so, first of all, that mentality of, of who he is and how we can approach him has to change. It has to change. Uh, Hebrews, let's talk a little more about this prayer, this offering that we're supposed to give God. So that we can begin to depend on him, so that we can begin to what rule the way he called us to rule. Hebrews 5 7. It says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions. We read that part, but let's go deeper. With fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. That's how Jesus prayed. He prayed with a fervent cry. That he shed tears. The Bible says that there was a point when he was in the, the uh, in Gethsemane, the Bible, right before he was going to be uh, uh, crucified and tortured. The Bible says he, he prayed so hard that, his, that he bled. His, he sweat blood. That's how fervent and deep his prayer was. And, and I'm telling you, if we want to rule, if we want to rule and start walking in the office of king, and we, we need to begin to know what that cry looks like. That there's a fervent cry inside of you. There's a fervent cry inside of you. There's a fervent cry inside of you that is dying to come out. And it gets blocked by so much stuff. But there's a cry inside of you that can't nobody else cry for you. Can't nobody else cry it for you. Your mama, your daughter, your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. No one can cry that cry except for you. That it's inside of you. I guarantee you it is inside of you because I've heard it. And I've cried it out myself. And when that cry comes out, it comes accompanied by tears that God honors. And it says here, and he was heard. Jesus was heard because of his reverent submission to God. And that's another part that kind of blocks us out. Our submission to God, church. And I, I, I preach this because I want you to live it. And if I want you to live it, let me tell you, God wants you to live it even more. God wants you to live in a reverent submission unto him. What does that look like, church? 
This is what it looks like. Your will and not my will, God. Jesus said it right before. He said, God, I would hope this cup would pass. But guess what? Your will and not my will. When we begin to get to a place where we say, I don't care what they say about me. I don't care what my reputation looks like to other folks. Your will and not my will. And when we begin to do that, let me tell you, there's a power of the Holy Spirit for you to come out of a dead grave. When we begin to say that, God, your will, not my will. I don't care what this flesh wants. I don't care what these eyes want to look like. I don't care what these hands want to touch. I don't care what these feet want, where they want to go. It's your will and not my will. And when we begin to walk in that, we begin to be the priest God has called us to be. And then we begin to rule according to his kingdom in the name of Jesus. When we begin to pray, to pray God, your will, not mine. Not my will, your will. When we begin to pray like that, God aligns us with his will. We get lined up with him. That alignment with his will comes through submission. That submission comes from living God's word, praying to God, spending time, and by fasting, church. When we begin to submit, hallelujah, then all of a sudden the Father begins to hear our prayer, right? All of a sudden we begin to pray differently. I'm just going to go there. See, see, because we want God to answer our prayers according to our will. But we don't understand the big picture. Let me give you a little example. I'm over here and we're going to go to Six Flags. I'm praying, Lord, please don't let it rain, right? Don't let it rain because we're going to Six Flags. I'm the most important thing, right? And the farmers over here say, my crops are dying. I need rain, God. See, I'm over here. I don't care about the farmer, right? I don't care about the farmer. Farmer's over here. He don't care about my trip to Six Flags, right? He don't really care. So we got to get to a place like, God, what do you want? What do you want? If it rains, it rains. If it don't rain, it don't rain. But let it not be my will. Let it be your will. See, because we pray, I need money, Lord. I need a thousand dollars, Lord. I need a thousand. I don't know. I've prayed that. Probably more. I asked him for more. And we get to a place where we're asking God for some specific things. I need him to look like this. I need him to be tall. He got to be at least six foot, right? He got to have this much money in the bank, right? Not knowing that if God gave you that one, you'll never rule, right? Not knowing that there's a better one for you. Hallelujah. So we say, God, I need a thousand dollars. That's not praying according to his will. You may know exactly how much you don't need. I need $999.67, Lord. But instead of praying that, we need to pray this. God, I need you. I need you. You already know how much I need, but that's not that important. Because if I have you, that gets figured out. And Lord, even if he's only five four, right? Even if he's only five four, right? 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 He can't even grow a beard. I wanted a man with a beard. I don't care. 
because if he's the one that I will rule with, then so be it. Let it be your will and not my will. That I will not be led by what I think I should have, but I'll be led by what he knows I should be living in. In the name of Jesus. Because you were called to rule. And you'll rule when you pray. You'll rule when you pray. Church. Glory to Jesus. Say, God, I need this much money. I need this much. And not knowing God, when God said, why are you asking for the money when I got another job coming for you? Why are you asking, why are you limiting me when I got, when that debt you're praying for is going to get canceled? Why are you limiting me to your small little petition and understand who I really am? Hallelujah. But it's got to change here, church. I think we can use this verse every single day. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will, church. Can we give him glory? Can we get to a place where we understand that his perfect, pleasing, and good will is what I need in my life? When we begin to walk in this church, when we start saying, God, your will, not my will. When we begin to walk in this, the Holy Spirit begins to empower us. He begins to empower us to, to begin to rule. But it takes that reverent submission that we talked about. Church, can we stand? God's ability to answer your prayer goes beyond your wildest dreams. You, can, you can't outdream God. What we think we we think we know what's best for us. And we think we know what's best for our partner or the person across the street or our boss. We think we know that. It doesn't compare. Your plan does not compare to our living, limitless God. But as long as we limit God with what you want, we miss out on what God's will is for you. And as we stand, I'm going to put one more scripture up here. I have to. Ephesians 3 2. Because this is the God that we're, this is the one we're standing up for right now. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work inside of us. Hallelujah. Church, there's nothing he can't do, there's no situation he can't fix. He's got all the answers in his hand. He's just waiting for us to submit to him and say, God, what do you want? I'll submit to you. God, I've tried everything. I'll submit to you now. Not my will, but your will. Because it's time that I begin to rule. And I'll take some time and I'll start speaking to you, God. Because that's what prayer is. And I'll open my Bible when I'm praying so you can speak to me, God. And I'll take the time out. Because it's time for me to rule. And not continue to be ruled by this world, by the enemy, and by my neighbor. 
So Heavenly Father, we honor you in this place today, Holy Spirit. Lord, that you, Lord, will pierce, Lord. Pierce, Lord, through all the junk, Lord, that we build up, Lord, ourselves, God. Or we let some other folks build up, Lord. So Holy Spirit, pierce through that in the name of Jesus here. God, that we would understand, Lord, that you are for us, God. That we would understand that we were created to be a king and a queen, Lord, in your kingdom here on earth, Lord. Lord, that we would rule, Lord, according to your will, Lord. That we would submit to you today, Lord, reverently, Lord, so you can answer and hear our cry. Our cry that is within us, Lord. I thank you, God, for who you are. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. God, this is yours, God. You're amazing. You're faithful. You're, oh, you're everything I could have asked for, God, and some, God. So I exalt your name here in this place, Jesus. I exalt the name of Jesus in this place. Church, hallelujah. If you know that you need to, 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 to submit, if you know that it's time to stop depending on yourself, if you know that it has to be his will, I, I'm not going to have to ask the intercessors to come up. I just want you to come up front, and I want you to have a conversation with the King of Kings, the one who's called you to, to rule. So as the worship team plays, you are here. You can come forward. Moving in the midst, I worship you. Gracias, Señor Jesús. I worship you. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.